Council is Liberal Democrat. Is it liberal to go tearing down statues? Is it democratic when the vast majority of people in this town want this to stay? Yes. So if, if you, you all just allow me, if back. you just allow me to speak for just a couple of minutes, and I'll just explain the position. I am a ward councillor here. I value this statue. I walk down here actually every day and see people sitting down yes. here with their young children. I, I, he, for me, he's, he's done amazing things for the scouting. You know, he created the scouting movement. It brought together people from different races, different ethnic backgrounds. And there is absolutely no, no intention to take this statue down permanently. Now, if this statue is going to be pulled down, which has nothing to do with slavery, Baden Powell was born in the 1850s, all because of some stupid things he said or wrote at some point in his life, well, which one of us would stand to be judged on the worst thing that we ever said or wrote. Founded a movement, the Scouts and the Girl Guides, whose first meeting I think was on that island. And that movement has helped millions of children throughout the world. Boys and girls, black and white. feel very strongly about this statue. It's here and it is in that position for a reason. It faces Brownsea Island, which is where the scout movement was founded by Baden-Powell. His history has nothing to do with the removal of this statue. So you want it to stay? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Bringing this I will fight you! Just tell me. There's nobody against it. They want it here. It's history, isn't we, it? We've got a suggestion for the council. It's history. They can put a structure around it to keep it safe. What's the problem with that? There's no problem with that. No problem at all. I'm so what saw... are they going to do? Take the pyramids and Cleopatra's Needle down? <laughs> the Colosseum. And the Colosseum. That was slaves. They were racist. Baden Powell was my hero. I, I think this is a very symbolic item towards scouting. I understand the need for it to perhaps be removed temporarily. Uh, to protect it. I'd rather see it in a box in storage at the moment than bomb the harbour. But the thought of it not returning to a frightful place here on the harbour, it, it sickens me to my core. It makes me so angry. Scouting Radio, it's live internet radio for the scouting movement. And again, once again, listeners, we like to bring you the facts of everything. So I'm here in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, news broke literally near midnight last night, listeners, um, in, in, in Irish and English time. There's a lot going on with, after this whole Black Lives Matters protest that's actually taken the world by storm and very strong in England where statues are being removed if it has any context to any fascism, any racism. Well, my scout historian friend and reporter for Scouting Radio, Colin Walker, sent me a link last night to tell me that Baden Powell's statue was being removed at Pool Dorset. And I was, uh, I was as shocked, I think, as he was. Colin, take up the story. What is going on? Well, last night it was reported that the Baden Powell statue was being removed by Paul Council uh, in, in, uh, because of allegations of Baden-Powell's racism 
uh, and uh, also his pro-Nazi tendencies uh, and also his homophobia. Uh, I think the council spokesman last night commented um, on, on uh, the, the racism issue. But this morning, there's a, a different set of statements and it appears that the council are in fact removing the statue for the safety of the statue because they don't want to see it vandalized or thrown into the harbor. So they are taking it down to keep it safe. However, Justin, that is not the most serious issue because all over the media today, even the BBC eight o'clock main news headlines and the Today programme have got quotations from one Connie Drew, a uh, Labour parliamentary candidate who I've seen that, yes. didn't get in to her seat. Uh, and she alleges that this action by the council is entirely justified because, quote, BP was a pro-Nazi sympathiser, a racist and a documented, a documented homophobe. Now, this is entirely the problem. We've got misinformation going on. This is the same sort of misinformation that are causing people in America to commit these racist acts there. It, as you know from conversations with me over the years, it's very important to be able to use fact to, to put the tin hat on all false allegations. If you just say nothing and let them pass by, they become the truth. And these allegations of this lady are now all over the media and they're not being confronted. And I think it's important that they are. So if we can just have a look, um, look at the these three things that she said let's deal with the, the last one first baden powell she said was a homophobe now Can just I in bring this up first colin and say if this was the case didn't tim Giles write a, a book where he claimed that baden powell was gay well let's let's deal with this in 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 a factual calm manner so that the world can know that we're looking at this fairly Tim Geale was Baden-Powell's most authoritative biographer. There were two major biographies, lots of lesser ones, but ba Tim Geale stands out as being the most authoritative. A tomb of a book, many, many chapters, three inches thick at least. In four of those chapters, he spent his time peppering the text with assertions and innuendos about Baden-Powell's sexuality. Uh, and he boiled these all down into one statement. He said, I can find no actual evidence of Baden-Powell's homosexuality, but I am, I am confident, he says, that he was a repressed homosexual. So if you look on the internet, you'll find lots of references to Baden-Powell's homosexuality, which is nonsense. But we haven't got time to go into that now. What we're well, dealing with a, now is, is coming from the left field to say that he was a homophobe. Now, where is this coming from? Because Con Connie Drew asserts that this is a documented, a documented fact. Well, uh, as you know, I have read, in fact, not only read, I have transcribed Baden-Powell's entire lifetime's diary. To my knowledge, I am the only person ever to do that. I have documented all the existing Baden-Powell letters that we have. I have photocopies of most of them and, and uh, I have put those into order. I've read every single thing that Baden-Powell has ever, every book that he's ever written and many, many other things besides. And I can find nothing, repeat nothing, that will factually give any evidence for the claims that this lady and others are making. Where have they come from? So the homophobe. Yes, where have they come from? Come the homophobe thing comes from a paper that Baden Powell wrote in the 1930s to members of the movement to say that homosexuals should, in no circumstances, ever be admitted to the Scout Association as leaders. Now, where all these things go pear-shaped, as an historian is you cannot put on the mantles of 2020 
onto a person living in the 1930s. Why? If that happened today, if somebody made a, a statement saying that, that scout leaders cannot be homosexuals, that would be worthy of praise. Not praise, but it, it, it would be reported on as, 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 as something adverse, wouldn't it? We don't do that now. But in 1930, as I don't need to remind you, homosexuality was against the law. Yes, absolutely. Homo yeah. uh, and Bain Powell was repeating that uh, commonly held assertion then, not now, that homosexuality was homosexuality was tied tied up with with paedophilia. Now we know that's not true now, and it wouldn't be said now. But in 1930, what Baden Powell was doing was upholding the law. It was just stating the fact. And, mm -hmm. and to accuse somebody uh, who was acting under the, the law of the land in 1930 as doing something wrong today is just a ludicrous suggestion. So then we come on, then we come on to the allegation that Baden Powell's a racist. Well, he led, he, he led a long and well-documented life. And every aspect of that has been covered over and over again, and there have been allegations in, in the past. But let's just come on to, to how he lived that life and what he made of it. Well, of course, his greatest achievement was the Scout Association. What, what is it that actually defines a Scout? The law and the promise. The, the fourth Scout law that Baden-Powell wrote is a scout is a brother to every other scout, no matter what color, caste or creed the other may belong. No matter what color, class or creed the other may belong. Now, Justin, does that sound like a racist to you? No, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> can, can you point to one single episode in Baden-Powell's life where he did something that was overtly racist. Because in all of the documentation that I've read, I can find nothing. Right, okay, he was a soldier in Queen Victoria's empire. As a soldier, he was called upon to hunt down and track down, has to be said, black people who were doing things not approved of by the British government, like damaging British property, murdering British citizens, whereby he, as a member of the armed forces, was sent out to chase down and hunt these down. He was doing his colonial duty. You may not like it, but once again, that was what was happening at the time. Are we going to say then that every member of Vic Queen Victoria's armed forces, the Navy and the Army, were all racist because they did the duty that they were told that they had to carry out under orders? At the time. That's, that's, the time. that's keep on... Yes, at the time. And there is, the no, time. there is no evidence that he did this in a racist way. In fact, he had respect for most of the native peoples that he encountered, which is documented, and he, he uh, in his teachings, in Scouting for Boys, he uses examples from a black culture throughout the world in his book Scouting for Boys to teach his Boy Scouts respect for other human beings. So I, I think really these people that are making these assertions ought to read Scouting for Boys. They ought to, ought to read some of the, the documentation uh, that the, they think they can find to support their, their facts and, and then read the truth, because really. And the last assertion was um, that Baden-Powell uh, was a pro-Nazi supporter. Where do they get these things from? Are these people not aware that when, ba when Hitler started the Hitler Youth in 1935, I think it was, he abolished scouting. Not only that, he made it illegal and scout leaders were imprisoned. And if they were found continuing, some were executed. 
So Baden-Powell would be aware of that and you think he's going to be a pro-Nazi supporter? Right, so in 1935, the Scouts Association had a medal which had been in place a long time, which was called Medal of Merit, and its main device was a swastika within the circular mount. And in 1935, that medal was discontinued by the Scout Association because it had got the symbol of Nazi Germany on. So Baden-Powell took that symbol off and replaced it with the Scout Salute. So if he was a supporter of Nazism, he didn't show it through that act, did he? In, in 1937, there was the cruise of the Calgaric, a peace cruise, one of three peace cruises that Baden-Powell went on with scouters and guiders. And this cruise was due to call at Italy. Now, I know Italy wasn't, wasn't controlled by Hitler, but we had his friend Mussolini, who had like-minded views. So you would think that somebody who supported, somebody who supported Hitler would support Mussolini. Now, it is true, because we say in this warts and all, that in the early days of Mussolini's rise to power, Baden-Powell did think that Mussolini had, uh, had formed a youth movement based on scouting ideals, which he called the Bahila, the Bahila. And he thought that because Mussolini had put scouting, had put this youth organization at the center of the school's curriculum, that this was a good thing. But when he found out that it was a fascist youth movement, he dumped it like a ton of hot bricks. And when the ship on the peace cruise on the, the SS Adriatic on the cruise of the Mediterranean. It was due to call at Italy. And it got as far as Nice, which was only two or three miles away from the border, I understand, of Italy. It did not call uh, at Italy. And I have seen a letter where Baden-Powell expresses his view that it should not do so because of the political situation in Italy, which he did not support. So, Colin, I'm just going to interrupt you there because there's breaking news coming into Scouting Radio that the deputy leader of the BCP Council has said the statue of Baden-Powell on Pilkey will not be removed today. Council Mark Howell says any actions to temporarily take it away the statue by the local authority will only be made for its protection. So just updating you on that at the moment. That, that seems, the yes, that seems entirely reasonable. But as I say, the damage is not the removal of the statue. The damage is that we have this lady who is making these assertions about Baden-Powell's behaviours and characters, which are being repeated ad nauseum across the whole of the media, and they are not being countered. So therefore, will pass into the currency as the truth. Yes, absolutely. That, that is the problem we are dealing with. Mm -hmm. Can they, sorry, I did, I did interrupt you there, Colin. Can, no, I think we just about got to the end, end of it. In no way was, well, yes, we, we, want, we want to say, well, where do we think that allegation has come from? And where is the allegation that Baden-Powell was a racist? In 1936 or 37, I think it was 37, Baden-Powell had written, he never met Hitler. In 1937, he had written correspondence with Ribbentrop, who was a minister in Hitler's government, wasn't he? And, and you have to remember the generation of Baden-Powell. He was an English gentleman. Interesting just in that when he was the commander at Mafeking, he wrote a letter, which I'm proud to have in my possession, to Sneeman, to General Sneeman, who was the commander-in-chief of the Boer forces just outside Mafeking. And Baden-Powell writes to him to say that if, if Sneeman doesn't stop shelling Mafeking with his big gun at random, he's getting his shells inside the women's lager, and some of the women in the women's lager are Boer extraction, and Sneeman will have this on his conscience. And he finishes the letter with, I am, sir, your obedient servant. Because right. that, was, that was the generation of English gentlemanness. So now we go to 1937. We have Rib Ribbentrop inviting BP to go to Germany, which he didn't go. Uh, and 
um, seeking some cooperation with the scout movement. So Baden Powell, in a very polite and gentlemanly way, said it would be to the world's advantage if there was some cooperation between the two, the two lots of youth. Now, why did he say that? He said that because he had a fundamental belief that if young people camped together, they would never fight each other. Now, he was wrong. We know he was wrong. That's what happened. But that was his ideal that he strove for all his life. The, the, the Scout Association is the world's largest peace organization. Baden-Powell was nominated for peace awards in the 1930s, and in 1939, he was nominated for the Nobel Peace Award. This wasn't any, any dreamed up thing. This was on the basis of what he did for world peace. And to find people in authority, not only making these statements, but other organizations like the BBC, passing them on as fact, perhaps you can hear in the tone of my voice, Justin, that I am a little bit disgusted. Somebody somewhere has to stand up for what is the truth and to be putting forward the fact that Baden-Powell is a, a leader that should command respect, no way should his statues be taken down, he is deserving of, in today's generation, of much greater accolades than ever he gets for what he has done for the youth of the world. Four million people worldwide are scouts today. There are only four countries that don't have a WUSM, a World Organization of Scout Movements, Scout Association. But there are scouts from every country in the world, covering every nationality, every color of skin, every religion and none. And we have to sit and listen to this nonsense pouring out from people, which is then repeated ad nauseum. Justin, I am disgusted. <laughs> well, thank you, for, Colin. It, it seems that things have been taken a lot out of proportion, and we acknowledge that, that the wrong information has been sold by the media once again in regard to scouting. The wrong information has been sold once again um, about Baden-Powell. Um, now, it does come down to this group, I, I can't even remember what they're calling themselves, that are going after main statues across the whole of England. But we can't stand by and justify what politicians are saying that is inaccurate information and inaccurate information, as Colin pointed out, by the media. We are delighted to hear that the statue won't be removed today. But Colin, you were actually even saying that you know some of your friends and scout friends and colleagues that travelled the length and breadth of Britain to go down to Pool Dorset today to stand by and petition the, the, yes. the, the removal of this statue. I am a member of the Thane Rover Crew, Justin, as you know, and the Thane Rover Crew are an independent Rover Crew. We are all members of the Scout Association, but we are an independent Rover Crew here in Yorkshire, and we have a local membership of only seven or eight people, but the work that these seven or eight people have done at Girlwell Park has to be seen to be believed. But we have an active membership of what we call distance members worldwide. We have about 35 members in total, half of them in Britain and the other half abroad. Two of our members, Chris Arthur and Matt, who live in South Wales this morning, got in the car. They are related, so they weren't contravening any distance in laws and they travelled to Paul in their Rover Scout uniforms to stand and see what was happening and to be representatives of, of Rover Scouting so that the flag could be seen. And the reaction to them on the harbour front this morning was amazing. And I do hope that this has been documented by the news media and we will see it on the six o'clock news because do you know what happened, Justin? they were applauded. Mm -hmm. So there here is, we have two, two members of which we can be proud of, the Thane Rover crew who have gone down to Paul, where it's all happening, just in case the statue was removed, to be there and stand solid behind the founding principles of Baden-Powell. 
I think we Sky News and everywhere should be proud of them. We have to report uh, Sky News and also the BBC have, and also uh, the Daily Mail had um, some photos and videos, and it's of a 75 or 76 year old man here who stood in, in front of uh, the statue of Baden Powell. He was a Queen Scout and said, I will fight you if you try and remove this statue. We're going to play out that clip. Uh, uh, yeah, well, it, it has it has aroused huge resentment, uh, and and as our Rover Scout leader said said last night, quite fairly, these allegations are not just a slur on the reputation of an historical figure; they are a slur on the Scout movement in general, because we abide by and follow the life teachings of this man that is being denigrated. Mm -hmm. and, and on a global scale, we have to add here, uh, Colin. Uh, protesters remove of the statue of Ben Powell on Pilkeen Dorset. So some photos on Sky News. We're going to actually borrow some of these clips and thanks to Sky News for it. Saying everyone says Black Lives Matter. It's important. We do agree that scouting is a peace movement. You know, we look at over at the World Organization of Scout Movement, and we have totally different racial people involved in the actual committee of the world scout movement and where is it based it's based over in asia it used to be in in switzerland at one stage Colin, now it's uh, it's over in the asian region we don't have all white people for example running the <laughs> the scouting movement uh, so a couple of protesters holding up posters saying british history matters you know let's 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 just bring it back a bit colin i always thought this statue was older and then i was mixing it up with the actual statues that's actually physically on um the national trust island now owned by the national trust which is brownsea island so <laughs> you could actually claim that the actual statue on pool is overlooking brownsea only uh play, put into place in 2008 i thought the statue was longer there no, um, no. The statue, the statue on Brownsea um, was put in place by a, a leading member of Paul Scout Association, who also, I think, was a member of the Brownsea Fellowship. You'll remember in 1907, Justin, we covered the sunrise ceremony at 2007. At well, I'm, not, I'm not 100 years old, Colin. Yes, <laughs> 1907. And that, that was the year that I wrote my book about. Brownsea Island. So mm. I, I met this person whose name unfortunately doesn't come to mind, but this single person raised the money and it was quite a lot of money in those days, over 35,000, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, he raised this money with no assistance from the Scout Association, almost single-handedly, to provide this lasting tribute to the founder of the, of the World Scout Movement. And it's an important statue. It is the only statue in Britain that shows Baden-Powell in whole human form. We yes. have plenty of busts. The bust that you refer to on Brownsea Island was a model for the statue that was put outside Baden-Powell House. And both, right. of the, both of those statues are uh, head and shoulders and the, the one outside Baden-Powell House does go down, but it, it becomes amorphous as it gets into a solid piece of rock. So this is the only full life-size statue in Britain. Uh, it's cast in bronze. You'll have seen pictures. I'm sure you're going to put a picture up. It is a delightful statue because it shows Baden-Powell looking across Paul Harbour to Brownsea and around him are some bronze logs of wood. And they are a Great photo opportunity. Many times I've been there, Justin, and always you are seeing families taking pictures of their children sitting on these logs, looking up at Baden Powell, wrapped as though he was telling him one of their one of his favourite yarns that he told the scouts on Brownsea. It is a wonderful statue. Well, um, you, you bring up a great point, Colin. You talk about there's some busts that's, that would be on Brownsea Island. There's ones in London. We have stained glass windows. So if this is the case that we're going to, the council wants to remove one in Poole Dorset, hey, 
why not remove the whole lot? Like, we're not going to be going to the stage of being politically correct here and oh. removing stained glass windows and no, everything in between. Don't start me. <laughs> Where are we <laughs> going to stop? Just, just listen, Baden-Powell did what he did as a soldier in the name of Queen Victoria. Mm -hmm. She was the commander-in-chief. She yes. was the head of the denigrated British Army. Just tell me, are we going to take down all the statues of Queen Victoria across this land? Are we going to go to the Queen and say to her that your ancestor, Queen Victoria, was a racist? I don't think so. Now, you, we have loads of questions coming in, and please keep them coming in. We're going to do a panel discussion on this, guys. As I say, breaking news, we're delighted to hear that it's not being removed as far as we know. Um, the residents have kicked up over 5,000 signatures since last night. Um, senior citizens, um, I, hate to, I hate to use the political words of senior citizens, but there's been scouts, there's been rovers, there's been the residents of Poole. They know that this figurehead is a global figurehead, Baden-Powell, founder of the scout movement. Why remove this statue? It would cost more money to put it into storage than the actual chances, I say, of someone coming along into Poole Dorset and actually def defacing this statue. The great uh, fear is, Justin, the great fear is once you ever remove it and put it into safe storage, as attractive as that ideal sounds, then it's going to be a controversial act to put it back again. Absolutely. I, and I totally agree with you, Colin. Now, Colin, you did, you did touch on a lot of the questions that already have come in. Um, People talking about his relationship with uh, the German Front and the German youth, which actually became the Nazi youth. So, fact or fiction, did Baden-Powell ever meet Hitler? That You're saying this is complete fiction? That is absolutely, categorically, totally wrong. Okay, <laughs> well, we, we put that into, into place. Um, was he interested in the Hitler youth? and bring it into scouting. Baden-Powell was interested in world peace. Mm -hmm. Okay. He wanted to achieve world peace through his scouting organization, which had scouts in every country in the world. Hitler abolished scouting in Germany. What he installed was the Hitler Jungen, Hitler Youth, and Baden-Powell thought there was a chance that if he could get his scouts camping with, it, with these young people, through the ideals of youth, it might avert war. That was his message in 1939 at, at the Rovermoo held in Scotland. His last message to his Rover Scouts is he wanted them to be ambassadors for peace. And those Austrians that attended that camp who were under the denomination, uh, under the heel of Germany in Austria, went back and within three months were fighting for the Rovers. It would have appalled him, Justin. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> well that, that answers uh, that question. People say that they're, they're reading into the old pamphlets and um, so, some even referencing scouting mag old versions of scouting magazines where he talks about Negroes and, and using the old terminology. Uh, what can we put into place there, Colin? Well, just let me give you a, a little... I, I spent my professional life as a head teacher. Okay. Uh, and my, my last school, which I was head teacher of for over 25 years here in West Yorkshire, had a third, a third of its population were Muslims. And I, so I do hope that nobody is going to give me any lessons about racism because I've been there, seen it, and counted it. Right. When I was a child growing up in the 1950s, you could go into the local grocers and you could buy a tin of nigger brown cherry blossom boot paste because that was the terminology of the, of day. the terms yeah that yeah. was what everybody used now in 2020 we know it was wrong we wouldn't do it but you cannot apply the norms of 2020 on people who were living before 1900 i have read as i've said an 
elaborated to you, I've read everything that Baden-Powell ever wrote, and you would have to search very hard. I'm not saying you wouldn't find them, but you would have to, to search very, very hard for any negative connotation on coloured people, whereas you will find plenty about having respect for, for people in other lands and, and, uh, and being careful of their customs. Plenty. Well, Colin, in, in my view, this is my own personal view, listeners, um, he was friends with Rudyard Kipling. Rudyard Kipling made, made stories, the Jungle Book being one of the prime examples. There's, there's talks about different colour skins in, in, in the Jungle Book. Is, is that, does that mean that we have to take away every book written by Rudyard Kipling now, Colin? The, the, one of my correspondents last night, Justin, prefaced his mail with the world's gone mad. Mm. And it is madness. And it's not getting us anywhere. Where did we start with all this? We started in Black Lives Matter. Yes. Why are black lives under threat? It's because people, out of ignorance, prejudice, and stupidity, are carrying on a code of behavior that would be totally unacceptable to Baden Powell. If these people had been in the scout movement, they wouldn't, they would have grown up in a different ethos and hopefully would not be exhibiting such stupid behavior today. Here you've got a prime example of a man who set out to change the world and succeeded. And he is being criticized by people who know not of what they talk. Well, we, we did address it. Ben Powell's statue was on activists' target list of monuments they wanted to see removed. Now, I, I'm just opening up the the actual site of this poster that they wanted to to remove. Activists have drawn up a list that they want to see removed as anti-racism protests continue across the UK. Monuments of former prime ministers such as William Gladstone, uh, Sir Robert Peel, as well as Sea Captains James Cook and Sir Francis Drake are listed as targets. They feature on a website called Topple the Racist to which public can add their suggestions. Uh, and this is the problem. It's gone to the stage that it, let, let's be clear, listeners, we are not saying that what happened in the States was right. It was totally wrong. It was an innocent life that was taken and a black life that was taken. Totally in support of this. But when people get onto the keyboards like keyboard wires, this is what actually gets thrown up. And there's no fact in the matter of some of these cases. Um, like, my God, Colin, we could go into several statues. In fact, if we kept on rolling down the hill with this rock, we would be able to take down every single statue across England in one shape or form, whether it be homophobic, whether it be racist, whether they, at the time, history says that they supported um, fascism or, 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 you know, taking over British colonialism. It, it can't continue in this way, shape or form. You know, we need to reel it back in and we have to remember what, what, what are we left with? What, what person in history is not guilty of some misdemeanor by modern terms. Yes. Churchill, Churchill was a soldier in South Africa in the Boer War where Baden-Powell was. He would have been exposed to the same prejudices that existed at the time. I've no doubt he used the same words. We've already had one, one instance this week of somebody denigrating a Churchill statue. Right, okay. And see what, and, and see what Ferrari that caused. Well, this should be equal, exactly equal. Churchill and Baden-Powell knew each other. They were friends. Baden-Powell wrote a long article in, in admiration of Baden-Powell. They, they were brothers under the skin. They were both English gentlemen. They lived near each other. They, they shared many of the same norms. We sh it's, it's wrong for people to take away from the British people the right of their inheritance, which is to be proud of that which we have achieved. 
Now, okay, along the way, we've done things that we cannot be proud of. And in today's terms, we, we must stand up and say, that was wrong at the time. We realize it now. But uh, the norm of the day, are we gonna, for instance, a trivial, trivial instance, perhaps it's wrong to trivialize it, but are we gonna criticize people who in the 1930s went fox hunting because it was a cruel good sport? It was the norm of the day. And yeah, uh, well, some people will say, Colin, and it took that long to get rid of fox hunting, but it, it still exists to some extent on, is it illegal now fox hunting in the uk i'm yep. sorry, sorry. Oh, yeah okay it is it is, it is. i think where we're at is that fox fox hunts with hounds can continue but they can't follow live foxes they follow trails okay okay so we, we've, we've cleared that that one up um so i'm just going to read some uh comments that's coming in like a lot of comments on on social media posts now um, across Facebook have been switched off because um, it has gone crazy and the Skype UK leaders groups will get closed by Facebook if the level of reporting is going on. And this is where keyboard warriors come into place. Now we're going to get loads of comments and you know what, we're going to do a panel discussion. Collins brought up all the facts, but you know, if if anyone wants to debate this you know we could have a debate all day long on this but you can't argue with factual information here we are talking about colin walker who has baden powell's diaries in his hand and transcribes them in rigorously into his computer listeners to be able to bring up facts that we address on programs and including scouts at war that we have the series going on at the moment and um, i'm trying to find uh, we did have a post earlier on by a 15 year old who was an explorer scout here it is from josh harris hello and um, this is my post as 15 year old explorer history student view on the current baden powell situation from my viewpoint we should never destroy history and statues ever no matter what the cause or who the person as the truth is, history happened and that's what we as society need to collectively realise. We should keep statues intact as a reminder of where we, both society and the 54 million person movement that is scouting, have originally come from. To destroy such a statue would be totally naive and inappropriate of any circumstances. It would effectively destroy the meaning and foundations of this movement for generations to come. This feeling does not label me as a racist or BP worshipper. I am by no means condoning certain aspects of BP's life. However, I feel we should look at the broadened spectrum by considering as a movement, the good he has done to the bad. And if we as a movement cannot at least cut this man some slack, how can we call ourselves scouts? Within yeah. this man, this movement would not exist, nor would this group or so many memories so-called so if you can't see the and appreciate it, you're truly not truly a scout. He is always and should be the founding figure ahead because that was he was end of. And um, uh, you're saying Justin that Josh here is 15 years old. 15 years of age. Such a mature argument. Josh is going to go a long way. And, um, and what a remarkable letter from a young man. And but there is just a, a, a this is not a criticism of Josh. There's just a little danger. Is the seed has been sown inside his head, and you'll see. But there is just a part of the letter that Baden Powell does have a case to answer. That the, these actions have raised these doubts in his mind. He doesn't have the wherewithal to say, "Well, they're not true." So he's listened to them, and now he's saying, "Well, it, there might be some wrong things, but just look at the greater good." I'm saying, "Yeah, you've definitely got to look at the greater good, Josh." But what else you've got to do is you've got to look at the facts. And I'm with you, mate, in saying that we should not be taking down statues. The one thing, Justin, we learn from history is that we don't. Yes. Now, as an historian, if we take down all the statues, how are we going to learn? Uh, if we come to understand that some of these personages have done terrible things in the past then those things need 
to be learned. And maybe those statues are going to be living reminders that we shouldn't be acting and doing those things in that way now. So if we take them all away, where is the reminder? Now, yeah. perhaps what we need to do, is, which has been suggested with, with the, the statue that was thrown into the... Uh, in Bristol, wasn't it? In Bristol, the statue of the, of the slaver, is that it should be put up in a museum and by the side of the statue should be an explanation of just what happened and why it is that we see these actions as so terribly wrong now. But at the time, Justin, they were condoned by the whole of British society who benefited from the monies that were raised. The have, we've been talking about Hitler, the have a phrase in post-war Germany. And this is the phrase, we all Zeke Heil together. That's the phrase, well known in Germany. We all Zeke Heil together. And what does it mean? It means we are all guilty. Mm. This man that did the trading and the other men that did the trading lived in a society, us, England, that thrived and traded on this premise. You can pick one man out and throw his statue in the, in the river and he's gone forever, but what good does that do? We have to learn from history. And now is an opportunity for people to look at the facts. Send your questions into Radio Scouting. I don't care how detailed and what source you use, I will give you an honest answer as to the facts. Studio at occasionradio.com, that is our email address. We're getting loads in. A great comment from another listener here, Colin, is like, let's not forget where Bain Powell is buried. And it, it, it's, a, I, I can't, I can't come up with a better answer to that. He was a British soldier. He as you have described it would be like the David Beckham of football at the time when he was made a hero back well, in, in what, the 1900s. What's your correspondent's name, Justin? Uh, Ian, Ian sent Ian, Ian, you are spot on. Let's just dig into that a little detail, a little further and unpack it. When Baden-Powell died in 1941, it was the middle of the Second World War. His mm -hmm. wife, Olaid, came back to Britain and she was looked after in a grace and favour home given to her by, by the king because they had no money. After the war, Olaid, Baden-Powell, was offered by the British government the opportunity for Baden-Powell to be brought back home and buried in the central aisle of Westminster Abbey where only kings had previously been buried. That's correct, yes. Do you know what Olive said? She said he wanted to be buried facing Mount Kenya, and that is where he stays. And she, when she died, she was taken to Neary in Kenya, and she's buried in St. Peter's Churchyard next door to BP facing Mount Kenya. Now, you could not find a more patriotic Englishman, but he spent the last years of his life in Kenya, a place which he said he loved. So Ian, you are spot on. And, and then a couple of other comments here. Um, who remembers the Gollywogs? Yes, the Gollywog dolls. Yes, well, I'm sure Girl Guides back in the day, and even maybe some Cub Scouts, Wolf Cubs back in the day, had a Gollywog going to camp with them. This was the terminology back then, Colin. It's a very, very, very question. Again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. We now know and understand that the, the word WOG, which was originally, I believe, an, a, a set of initials standing for widely or, oriental gentlemen, uh, but sometimes alternatively called fuzzy wuzzies because a gollywog was a fuzzy wuzzy, that this okay. is a denigration of the Negro race. And I can understand and appreciate that. But here's another side to the story. In my, in my youth, never mind my mother and father's youth, I never saw a black person until I was maybe 14 or 15 years old. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I never saw a black person. 
but but my cousins and little girls all over the country had and loved a black golly a mm-hmm. black golly they weren't denigrating it they were loving it now are you telling me it's wrong for for a white girl to love a black doll what mm-hmm. what's going on here yes yes we could keep this topic going on all day, listeners, but please do send in your comments to Scouting Radio, studio at scoutingradio.com. I think we have covered the facts here. Like we try and put it, we don't try and be biased on Scouting Radio. We, if you want to have an opinionated conversation about what is happening uh, at the moment with the BP statue down in Poole, Dorset, please get in contact with us. You can comment through Facebook. And also, we are on www.scoutingradio.com. Uh, Colin, I, I guess you are pleased with the latest findings that the statue is going to stay in place for the time. I am very pleased, Justin, and I am very, very grateful that you've given me this opportunity to, to shed a little bit of truth on this huge morass of, of uh, non-fact well, don't forget, listeners, that Colin will be back with us in the next week or so because we are putting together, this is going to be a great program and great series as well, Footsteps of the Founder and also um, looking at Gilwell Park beginning with where there is plenty of statues of Baden Powell that will not be removed, hopefully, um, by the time we do this program. Uh, but you're putting all the photos together at the moment, Colin, in collective order. That's going to be part of. Yeah, we're, we're well, we're well on it, Justin, and we've got some sound files to go with it. And uh, what I'm hoping is here, what we can do here is we, we must bear in mind that every wood badge holder in the world, and we've talk, talked about 40 million scouts worldwide, so there's a a great number of wood badges. They know that they belong to the first Gilwell Scout Troop. They wear the Gilwell scarf with the McLaren tartan on the back of it. They are the first Gilwell Scout Troop. And unfortunately, most of them are never going to get to see Gilwell. Every scout, every scout should visit Gilwell. It is a fantastic place. And I hope that by what we are doing, we'll be able to give these people an insight to, to what is a tremendous scouting place that to go to it is to be inspired yeah absolutely and uh, hopefully once this COVID-19 calms down I can I can walk along Gilwell Park with you at some stage Colin. Colin we're going to leave it there and um, as we mentioned listeners we're going to try and keep it clean scout is clean and thought and word and deed the fourth scout law built by the founder of scouting and pal and so please keep your comments clean as you're sending them into scouting radio but uh, if you want to have any personal questions to colin we can deliver them uh, through studio at scoutingradio.com